Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. This week is a very special episode of the Halloween Home Horror Hoedown Holiday Happiness. (laughs) Why? Why do we do this? How many years? Because it's a lot of words that all start with H, and I don't know what order they're supposed to go in. Hamumu, Halloween, Home Horror Hoedown. Well, this is a very special episode of it. Because for the first time ever, we are reviewing a nonfiction movie. I think I've done it before. Not with you. Or at least maybe in one of my roundups. I did a thing about uh, haunted houses. It was fun. Huh. Well, it doesn't count if I wasn't part of it. Okay. Here we go for the first time ever. Okay. This week, we are reviewing Dead Hot. From 2023. Very current. It just came out. Very current. In which Vanessa Hudgens and Gigi McGree go on their quest to Salem, Massachusetts to further their exploration into becoming witches. Before we go any further, I need to start by asking you a very important question. Yes? Did this movie blow your mind (laughs) and your underwear? (laughs) The the ironic thing is, it did kind of blow my mind, because it was all over the place. But rather than blowing my underwear, it blew the rest of my clothes off, so I was <gasps> only in my underwear. Irony. Irony. <laughs> okay. Now yes. we can move on. Yes, as we as we discussed last week, this, this movie definitely, definitely not. How, how was it for you in the underwear department? Um, I'm going to say it didn't really blow anything for me it's a blow free zone this movie was marked as something like it said documentary but it also said horror and so i was like is it you know found footage horror documentary style like interesting i didn't think it was gonna be real and when it started i still wasn't sure it was real it was like halfway through the movie before i was like all right this is just real I mean... Real in quotes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because by the end, I still wasn't sure if it was a documentary or a mockumentary. Right. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure that it's a documentary. I'm pretty sure that they are very sincere in their beliefs that they that they shared in this documentary. Like they believe that these things exist, you know, spirits and talking to the dead. They believe that they were talking to people... Um, They believe that they can be trained to be better at this, um, that there are dangers involved. I think they, they, all of their feelings were authentic. Yeah. So this is the story of them learning about witchcraft and trying to get in and be witches. 
but it's also very much about ghost hunting. And those feel like two very separate things to me. But for them, it was like, witches connect with the dead, and we're going to connect with the dead. And like, it was strange. Like, they go into houses and use their little, you know, sensors and things to pick up ghosts. Right. And I think, like, the house that they went into belonged to a woman who was killed during the Salem witch trials for being a witch. And like... So they were trying to go back to the source. Well, and like, they were saying, like... Of all the women who were killed then, and they fully acknowledge that, like, the women who were murdered during the Salem witch trials were not witches. They were persecuted because they were strong, independent women. But they were like, but this one woman, if any of them was really a witch, it would have been her. They really, through the whole thing, were trying to kind of have it all... All the ways. Well, yeah, very much for them, being a witch is about embracing womanhood and getting in touch with your inner self and all these things. Like, it wasn't really magic, but also they seem to believe the magic also. Yes, it was was the two parts. They go hand in hand. And so I was torn through the whole movie where I was like, half of it was me being very authentically touched by how passionate they were about this whole idea of female power and empowerment Mm -hmm. and believing in yourself and giving yourself second chances and self-forgiveness and like all of these really great, great concepts. And then they would stand in a big empty room in a house in Salem, Massachusetts and like hear static over their toy they bought on the internet <laughs> yeah. and freak out because they were sure they were talking to a woman who had died hundreds of years ago. Now, this is the big controversy of this movie in this area, at least. This area being our living our house. room. <laughs> yes. The living room mainly, not okay. the rest of the house. <laughs> they used a device... It's called a spirit box, and they're, you know, expensive things you can buy on Amazon or whatever. And they are ghost hunting equipment, which when the movie first started, I'm like, okay, this is an EVP recorder kind of thing. And so it it would play this static. It would go, and it was like constantly doing that. Yeah. And then they'd hear voices, and the voices were so clear and obviously really voices that I'm like, oh, this is fake. That's what got me into this is a fake movie. But then later it got to be like, oh, is there, you know, are there producers tricking them into thinking there's ghosts by doing this? But then later, later, I looked up the device on Amazon and what it does is it scans radio channels rapidly like it does just a brief second of each channel. And so it is human voice that you're hearing. Like, it's not a ghost. It's just the radio. Right. And that's It's your neighbor talking to their baby on the baby monitor. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Like... So that's that's the thing about this movie is that again there's that part of it where I'm like oh this is so this is so sweet how empowering you know these two women are trying to be and I mean I think there's something to be said for they went out and went ghost hunting or witch hunting or whatever they thought they were doing and had a bad experience and got scared 
And we're like, you know what? We need to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. We need to have a guide with us. We need to have better protection. Like they were, like there were things about it where I'm like, this is, this is sweet. (laughs) Sweet. Like you'd say to a simple person, oh, that's sweet. I mean, but really, like, like if you assume that their belief system is something that they believe in, they're trying to do it in the best possible way. And I can Mm -hmm. respect that. But then, because I am very certain that these things are not real, there's that part of me that's like, okay, someone is scamming someone. Where is that line? And at first, like, I really thought that this was a documentary where (laughs) they were setting this all up and they were scamming their audience. And I was like, that's super gross. And then, like you said, we got to the point where I'm like, ooh, nope. I think they really, truly believe. So they are being scammed by someone. Is it their producers? Like, is their crew messing with them? And that's super gross. Yeah. And it is possible. We can't prove that didn't happen. Right? I don't know. But more likely, they truly believe they got a crew that was going to e- that either truly believed with them or was going to at least be like, <laughs> yeah. "Yep, okay, we'll do this thing with you." And most Fine. likely, yeah. And then they went to Salem, Massachusetts, with this equipment that they bought online, and they were being scammed by the people who have figured out that this sort of thing is super marketable. Yeah, and you know, all of Salem at this point. I mean, I have not been there, but based on this documentary, basically all of Salem that they were interacting with was entirely designed to scam the occult believers who came to town. I mean, it's if you want to get tourist dollars, you got to look at what your place has to offer that's going to catch people. And that's a big hit for Salem. No question. Well, and then this tool, like, okay, so someone came up with a tool. They're like, I know, we'll just create something that rapidly scans through (laughs) all the radio signals in the area. People will think they're hearing ghosts. Yep. And then we're just going to sell that on the internet and make a ton of money off of it. Like, it's gross somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line, for sure. And it's, you know, and then because I felt like these women really believed and really you know, had good intentions around what they were doing, then I kind of ended up feeling sorry for them because I believe that they have been scammed and misled and taken advantage of in a multitude of ways now. Yeah. But also, I mean, you you go through this movie and you end up in a place where they're like, they've achieved something positive. Mm-hmm. They're like, they kind of join up with a coven and are like, hey, we're getting indoctrinated. We're burning potions in the woods in the night. And it, it was a positive experience. It was empowering. Mm-hmm. So and they some did of it's end good. Up feeling like I think they had, they got, they each got some closure around some grief that they had right. of people who had died. And they felt like they found a group of people that they belonged with. They were like, we're going to go back home and we're going to find a coven at home. And we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. this is the thing. I mean, it's good, right? But also, yeah. where's the line between good, your belief in this thing brings you joy and happiness and peace and whatever, but also someone is benefiting from the fact that you are willing to believe this thing that's not true. Yeah. The world is complicated. Yeah. And that's all assuming that we're right, that these (laughs) things aren't real. And also, that's assuming that they didn't scam us (laughs) with their reactions and this was all just acting. 
There were a lot of things that I ended up respecting these women for by the end of this movie. Their acting skills, I don't <laughs> think, are in that list. Sure. Or the- either that or they're way better actresses than I thought. <laughs> it's true. By the end of the movie, you get some respect for what they're doing and how they are being. But man, earlier on, I mean, one of my notes is they so dumb because they're driving around in their van in lingerie and they go shopping in lingerie and it's just so stupid. They are very much in a different generation than we are. Yeah, they are. And obviously from a, an entirely different world. Like they they come from that whole Hollywood mm-hmm. fame world of like, we can walk around in our underwear all day because we're hot and no Dead one will hot. tell us otherwise. Like no one can tell us not to walk around in our underwear because we are rich and famous and we're, you know... We're the cream of the crop. We're the top of the of the yeah. food chain. And so we can do whatever we want and we don't have to put any effort into conforming. Conforming or but even also like we don't really have to bother to know anything. Yeah. That we are not directly interested in knowing about. And that's some of the negative feelings I had about them earlier in the movie is, you know, they get into these situations and they meet some expert on some issue and they just kind of, it's not that they were rude to them, but they were just disrespectful of the knowledge and help they were getting. They were just kind of right. They, dumb teenagers, I basically. I honestly think they were kind of, they were oblivious yeah. To what was going on, what the real dynamic of the situation was, because they, they're they just so used to being the center of attention. Yeah. That, like, they had no idea that the things that they were doing came across as entitled and arrogant and rude and ridiculous. Like, they literally were driving their van. They crashed into a cop car. Like, they sideswiped they did. a cop car. I forgot. Yeah. And they were just like, ha ha, look what we did. Like... <laughs> What? They hit a cop car and they hit and ran a cop car and then put it on film. I suspect that it wasn't actually a hit and run at all. Yeah. They did that and the producers in the van behind them were yeah. like, ugh, all right, somebody go deal with this. Like, yeah. take the checkbook. Like, Which is exactly how they're used to handling these right. kind of things. And yeah, and that part of it, right, there was, it's just a really ucky, yucky feeling. And, and I kind of feel bad because I feel a old and crotchety at having this yeah. reaction. Because you know what? Who cares if they're walking around in their lingerie? Like, I mean, that's I mean they fine. were covered. They were just walking around in like silk slips, basically. Yeah. It just was weird. But yeah, like who cares? But also my body definitely was like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> and I felt like an old person. But I also sort of felt this sense of like, don't yuck their yum. Like they weren't hurting anybody. As long as Much. they weren't intentionally scamming. Like if they were not the ones <laughs> yeah. behind the scam, they were obnoxious. They were disrespectful. And yeah, that's not okay. But their beliefs in the occult and, and all of that, like they were not using those beliefs to damage anyone, mm-hmm. to cause harm to anyone. They weren't, their intent wasn't to like call forth demons to destroy the world or to wish harm on anyone. It was literally all of the positive things that, mm-hmm. that people talk about related to witchcraft, right? Yeah. The whole like connecting to the earth and your sisters and, you know, all of that. 
So part of me was sort of like, all right, you know, do your <laughs> thing. Like it, I think it's ridiculous, but go for it. The thing that, the thing that got me about them driving around in their underwear was that it was part of this movie. I mean, the movie's called Dead Hot. And yes. the point of that is, ooh, look at these cute girls doing their thing. And there were parts of the movie like that, where they're like, just dressed not appropriately for whatever they're doing, and flouncing around like, ooh, look, we're looking at ghosts, instead of actually being serious in any way about it. And it felt like this was the angle of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. they were pursuing that angle. And that's yeah. what kind of felt bad about that stuff. One of my notes is these people, and I meant Vanessa and Gigi, but also every other person who was ever on camera, like every person they talked to, everyone. These people are all so deeply aware that they are on camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, like so much so. They were all performing. There was nothing real well, there was probably some some underlying realness, but sure. for the most part, like it was all performance. And the other thing was they were so kind of goofy and disrespectful around the people that they met in Salem, whether it was the woman who owned the bookstore or, you know, when they were getting their tarot cards read or the guy who owned the hotel that they were at mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah. Like they were so kind of cavalier about the whole thing and yeah. so... They were playing up the bimbo as aspect of it. Yeah, there was very noticeably. Which, and that's the thing that was bothering me. Right. And it was less so when it was just them in their like Airbnb or wherever they were cooking together, talking mm -hmm. about it. They were so much more realistic and like authentic in their feelings. And when they were around people, they were so fake about it that one of the things I wrote down was if any of these people really truly believed what they were selling these women, they wouldn't have anything to do with these women. Like <laughs> anyone who truly, truly believed that they were about to connect these women to like some otherworldly thing would not have done it because it, it, they looked like they were going to get hurt. That's a kind of a fundamental thing in this movie is that, you know, they go about, you know, doing a Ouija board or whatever, different things. And they, on the one hand, clearly believe it, think it's a real deal, but they also treat it with less reverence than I would, and I think it's fake. Right. Like, they're making a joke out of something that they think is dangerous, which is just, it doesn't even make sense. And I think it's because, deep down, they know it's not real. Yeah, maybe that's it. That they just really deeply want it to be real. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will say, though... The feminist woman empowerment message in this movie was something that I think even, you know, even though I think all the other stuff is nonsense, if there are people like if I had young, young women in my life who happened to watch this movie, I'd be like, okay, you're going to get something of value from this. Mm -hmm. You might also get nonsense, <laughs> but it's relatively harmless nonsense. And you're yeah. going to take away, hopefully, some things that are actually like, good for you from it which yeah was they were weird, pretty big on that stuff like it was it was so I, <laughs> yeah my brain just couldn't quite wrap around everything that was happening in this in this documentary yeah 
it was a, a wild ride just going from this kind of uh, MTV bimbo thing to this ghost hunting show like literally straight up mm-hmm. ghost hunting show where they're running through the dark with night vision goggles and stuff to feminist empowerment lectures mm-hmm. like it was all over the place so one of the things that i noted was that there was too much going on for it to be believable but there wasn't enough going on for it to be fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like, and I think that was a note from when they were in one of the houses and they were like walking around and I'm like, okay, clearly someone is making something up and fake, like there is fake stuff happening. Someone is faking something. And I don't know if it was them or the producers or are you going to talk about our theory about Salem? Well, my wife had this very interesting theory when we were watching this. They went into supposed one of the most haunted houses ever. The S.K. Pierce house. Obviously, the S.K. Pierce house is what I'm referring to. Was built for Pierce's wife, who died of a flesh-eating bacteria. Indeed. A flesh-eating disease. Yeah. And you had this idea that, you know, in this house, these people know that, you know, they bring ghost hunters in all the time and tell them this is going to be a great experience, that they had, like, electrical devices behind the walls that... Either they could turn on and off at will or just were on a randomized timer that every so often they do different things. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, maybe it says something about me, but if I had a hotel in Salem, that's (laughs) what I would be doing. That is very inappropriate. (laughs) I mean, because you, you know, you can count on people coming in and convincing themselves that they saw something like, ooh, there was yeah. a shadow. Ooh, I saw something in the corner. I woke up and there was something leaning over me. Like you can count on people to make, like their brains create those things. But then you get the people who come in and like, I have this device that checks for ghost energy. Yeah. You gotta have something going on. You gotta. I mean, you probably don't gotta because I'm pretty sure they... They all pick up all kinds of things, but well, still, it's nice to have something going on. But you know, like on. to have something in a spot where they'd be like, that's a weird place for it to be. <laughs> that wouldn't be, wires wouldn't normally be there, you know, whatever. That's suspicious. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, Which yeah. reminds me of my favorite device they used. I've never seen this before because I don't really watch ghost hunting shows and I feel like I'm missing out now, even though I know they're super boring <laughs> and nothing ever happens. But they had a thing, it's like a camera that you see whatever you're looking at, like cameras do, but it could overlay these jiggly green stick figures over whatever you're looking at. Right. And you'd like, you move it around the room to try to spot where a jiggly green stick figure was going to be. And then they'd see it and they'd be like, oh my gosh, there it is. Oh, it's gone now. And I feel like I've seen that TikTok <laughs> filter it's hilarious just just the way it looks like oh that's what a ghost looks like this little dancing stick man (laughs) well i mean it's not what it looks like i know but it's it's still funny representation of the energy obviously but it's just it's a great look it is hilarious you said the magic word quite a while ago and the magic word is also part of the title of this movie it is hot hot it is hot so hot that's hot. <laughs> Gigi, literally, I would say at minimum every minute of this film, she will say something is hot. And it's not what you'd expect. Like, sometimes maybe, like, oh, that look is hot. Fine. But 
let me share some quotes I recorded. Yes. You have to be careful because this is not a safe space. Hot. (laughs) And I feel like we're getting closer to our higher selves, which is hot. (laughs) That's totally hot. So, yeah, things were hot. Yeah, that was that was her go-to word. It was it was funny. Very strange. Ratings. You may have heard that this movie was all over the place, and that would be true. Mm-hmm. And none of those places were good places. They weren't anywhere I wanted to go. That's not really true. the The actual like journey emotional journey they went on that was good but it was all so dumb around that that i'm just like what are we even watching so this was not a good experience for me yeah no it was not dead hot (laughs) no no so also i was looking for a horror movie it was labeled (laughs) horror which very misleading i guess they meant it was scary when they went in the haunted houses but it wasn't scary for Mm -hmm. them which was one of my notes was like they went they were going down into the basement, you know, the creepy like unfinished basement of supposedly like the third most haunted house in the world. And they're not nervous at all. And like they they clearly don't believe any of this. Yeah. Like that's that should be the scariest thing imaginable. Well, they had done they had done the whole like protector ritual thing. Mm-hmm. They had said the words and like waved yeah. the sage around and you know did the cultural appropriation and yeah. whatnot. As long as you do that, you're good. So for me, I have to give this movie One and a half matching outfits out of five. Okay. I think I'm going to be a little more generous with it. So there's a, there's a part of me. There's the bitter, almost 45 year old Gen X cranky old lady part of me. I know that that just wants, you've met, you've met that part of me. We've met. Yes. That part of me wants to just shred this movie to pieces. (laughs) Right, like I just want to mock this movie. Yeah, but we can't do that anymore because we live in the Gen Z world where everyone has to be nice to each other. I'm trying to become my better self because it's hot. <laughs> that to is do hot. That. That's so hot. So I'm trying to look at this movie as like maybe my nieces might watch this movie, and they, you know, again, they might get something out of it. It's not harmful to them. I'm trying to give it some grace and some, I don't know. Hotness. Hotness. Some benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But here's the thing. These women were equally sincere in saying, A, that the women who died during the Salem witch trials died not because they were witches, but because they were powerful, educated, and independent. Mm-hmm. And B, B, Uh what the women of the Salem witch trials experienced really hurts me in a past life trauma way. (laughs) Yes, which is hot. And the fact that they can, that that, that the same two women, like that they said both of those things Uh is just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That is exactly how this movie blew your mind. Yes. Not your underwear, but definitely your mind. It did. So there, yes. Like I want to make fun of them because- no, it doesn't hurt you in a past life trauma kind of way. It just doesn't. And and pretending that it does takes away from the actual trauma that happened to actual people. Actual people who got killed. Who were murdered because they were strong, educated, independent women. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. 
I don't know. I don't even know how to like verbalize around all of that other than those things are both equally true in this movie. And it's like, it's like, it's like the Schrodinger's cat of documentaries. Yeah. So I am going to put it right in the middle and have it be three matching outfits because on one hand, I want to give it a one for being so ridiculous. And on the other hand, I want to give it something higher than a three. <laughs> something higher. I, I, I'm not going to, I can't out loud say that I would give it a five for any reason. Uh-huh. But like, I want to give it something higher for the the sincerity of it. Mm-hmm. But also, they sideswiped a cop car and thought it was funny. Yep, that <sighs> sure happened. Also, they did a ghost hunter fit check. Yeah. And it turns out, they were hot. <laughs> so anyway, three matching outfits out of five. I almost think people should watch this because if I had to watch it, other people should have to watch it too. That's a very valid reason. Maybe you should give it five plus. <laughs> no. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. So for my hot political tip this week, I... I'm just going to tie it into the strong feminist message of this movie and remind everyone that basically at every level of government in our country right now, there's someone trying to take away reproductive rights. Yeah. And there is someone trying to tell people who they are and how they can and cannot express who they are. And basically trying to eliminate a subset of our population because they don't believe that they should exist because they they make them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody that abortion care is health care and that trans women are women. And so you should be out there fighting for uh, the women's rights for all women. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Women's rights is hot. Turfs are not. Nice. Thanks. That's good. So we'll meet you all next week when it's time to check out another film, which will be also hot. So hot. Not dead hot, but hot. See you then. See you then. Don't forget to call your elected representatives. Listen up. Is that how we're starting this? Listen up. Listen up. Listen up, kids.